I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. Hi there, you're very welcome along to the GAA Hour with me, Darren O'Sullivan, and I'm delighted to be joined in studio again today by Keen Mackey and Barry Cahill. How are the boys? I'll oh, go good. down, yeah, no oh, bother. Right. It's strange having a weekend free of football, but you know what, it's actually nice to yeah. not be under pressure to try and watch all the games. But um, a couple of big games coming up, two All-Ireland semi-finals, Taltian Cup. Um, so there's going to be loads to talk about. And I suppose hot topic at the moment is all the boys heading off to America. Um, do you ever get the opportunity to do it? Yeah, I, I did. 2001, um, myself and Alan Brogan managed to get over. We were sort of on Tommy Carr's... Dublin senior football panel at the time, but we just made a call uh, around April time that, um, you know, hopefully we're going to have a long Dublin career ahead of us. And if we didn't get over then, we wouldn't have got over at all. And that's how it transpired. But uh, it was actually Larry McCarthy, the current GA president, who was involved with Sligo over in New York in the Bronx. He brought myself and Alan over and geez, yeah, we'd, we'd absolutely best somewhere ever. Like it was, it would be a big regret now if we hadn't got over and did a little bit of work, but played a fair bit of football and, uh, yeah, very enjoyable summer with, with a lot of different lads from different counties and playing in, in, um, in the Bronx every Sunday and a few points afterwards and all that. Oh, Just a that few. goes with it, you know. So we're there for the guts of about three months, yeah, and got back then for, for club championship in September. Yeah. Uh, it's great crack. Fergus in Scorpio actually sent me a, an image of Team USA with all the county boys on it and to the frightening team that's gone out there. But uh, like, it's a brilliant opportunity. I never got a chance to do it. Did you? No, a couple of couple of small offers here or yeah. there over the years, but just opted against sometimes yeah. just to... It found it harder not been coming back to play club football. It just kind of puts you under a wee bit of pressure then, you know, so it uh, never materialised, but it, it is a regret I would have loved. I, I, I think it'd be a regret over there for me as well. me, definitely. And <laughs> even, uh, yeah, well, certainly the, the lads, the, the inside forwards who were getting all the scores were of, of high value uh, in terms of uh, being recruited. But even aside from football, it's just a great sort of life experience yeah. to do, you know, going to a different city like that. Uh, you know, operating on your own and with diff- making new friends and, and teammates and stuff like that. So, um, I don't think anyone's regretted not going. Um, no. and obviously the way the calendar has gone this year, it has afforded a few uh, inter county players to get over for probably six, seven weeks over the next few weeks. That's actually is, uh, it. It's another highlight yeah. of the split season. Yeah, so let's me a benefit. put everything in, play with the county, finished up whatever stage it is, and get the opportunity to go there, play a bit of football, lifestyle, make yeah. you Bob. Yeah, and you'd probably come back a bit fresher from it, you know? Ah, yeah, like mm. the, you're kind of away from the, the bubble that is mm. the GA and the county scene and stuff like that. So, But we'll get back into that bubble now for now for a bit and we'll chat about the, I suppose, big games going on the weekend. We'll start with Kerry in Dublin. Um, going to be a funny enough build-up, I think, to it. As far as I know, Kerry aren't doing media, which I find strange. Mm. Um, they've done it for every other game, whatever the reason is. It's sure to get the old... Um, Rumor, rumor mill circulating, and there'll be a lot of talk now about David Clifford. Is he right? Is he not right? Who's going to be on? Adrian Spillane and and um, Jack Barry missed the last game. Yeah. Will they be right? Um, 
you know, I think Kerry's strength this year has been the strength and depth of a big squad, um, probably stronger than it has been in a number of years. Um, so that's going to be circulating mad now, but I'm not sure what the story is up here in Dublin, Barry. Yeah, I'm not too sure if Dublin are, are doing media either. Um, obviously, it's something that's sort of transpired the last few years that managers become a little bit more uh, paranoid as the season yeah. goes on and uh, player access is restricted, which is disappointing because, you know, a lot of people really want to hear and, and see the, particularly the players' views. Um, but that hasn't been too forthcoming this summer in particular. Uh, with Dublin, I'm not too sure. There's obviously question marks over Conor Callaghan. Um, which really would be a game changer if he doesn't play, you know, for me, because it was highlighted during the league how much of an important player he is. He's that sort of focal point of full forward. He makes the forward line tick and he's such a dynamic player that when he wins the ball, one, he can just go straight for goal um, because he's a brilliant goal finisher, but also he just brings other players into the game as well. We saw that in particularly the, um, the Kildare match, the Lancer final. Uh, he was involved with two or three of the goals, teeing it up for the likes of Scully coming off his shoulder or Kieran Kilkenny or Coslo, whoever that might be. So there's definitely question marks, I think, at the moment as to whether Khan is available to play on Sunday or not. Um, if he is available to play, I fancy Ke- Dublin to win. If he isn't, you'd probably tip it more towards Kerry. I think he's such a, a good player and such a key player, similar to, probably to Clifford with, with Kerry itself. So hopefully he's um, okay. I mean, the injuries were suffered maybe three weeks ago at this stage before the court game so there's been a bit of time there for the medical team to try and get him right but um, we really we won't know until yeah. 3.29 basically yeah. uh, before throw-in on, on Sunday afternoon probably Keen, what do you reckon? Who's yeah. who's going to be a bigger loss do you reckon? Con or David I, I think I think Con is, is, is a bigger loss to Dublin and it's so strange to think like arguably the two best teams in the country having one player in yeah. each team to make such a huge difference yeah. like you used to look at, we'd say, the mediocre teams and if they were missing their main man, you're like, right, they're under pressure. Mm-hmm. Then you'd usually look at your Kerry, Dublin, Mayo. They never usually had mm-hmm. a player in their team that just was so, so important. And now, like, Dublin against Cork were a shadow of themselves against Kildare. Do you know? And mm-hmm. Kildare probably, arguably, a better team than Cork. Yeah, do you yeah. know? And it, it's just, it's so, it, it's so hard to think how they can just changed so much when yeah. Con's not playing. Maybe it's confidence and kicking the ball in that it's going to stick with him. <laughs> Maybe the, the confidence isn't there. Maybe with the other boys as ball winners inside. I don't know. It's just... He just brings a little bit of Everton and maybe just boosts the confidence of the whole team. I think he brings a bit of fear to the opposition yeah. defences as well. Like I, I referenced before, the Dublin Kerry Lee game in Turles a couple of years ago during the COVID yeah. times. I mean, you couldn't have kicked a bad ball into him that day. You know, there was balls going into the... Indeed, there was balls coming into him in the corner flag and he was still winning every type of ball, whether it was high or low. And I think he got a couple of goals himself that day and got a penalty as well. Like he was pretty much unmarkable. So, um, yeah, it's it's funny considering they're probably they're two of the best teams in the country, definitely. Um, but they are a little bit reliant on, on Khan and, and Clifford to make themselves yeah. tick and, and ultimately could be the difference in winning or losing All-Ireland. Yeah, like I suppose if you're going through individuals, you probably put the two of them at the top of the pile as well, the two mm-hmm. best players in the country possibly and when I look at Con and and David Clifford I actually find them quite different Mm. you know I think David is that kind of magician he could just do something or nothing whereas Con I just find Con fascinating the way he has that ability he's not the biggest man in the world Mm. but he is your focal point and it's amazing how much he makes everyone around him better he makes the whole unit better whereas I think I think if David is out 
yes, you're replacing with probably a Killian Splan or Tony Brazen, yeah. so yeah. players who would probably get in any other county yeah. team in the country. But I just don't think you can replace Conor Callan. Mm. There's no like for like no. replacing there, yeah. Like, like I just, generally watching them in the league and they were kind of, just kind of find their feet and all of a sudden you bring one player back and it's just like the whole thing just clicked. Yeah. Like I just find him amazing. I think Khan will be a bigger loss to Dublin than David would be to Kerry. But that's because the squad though, you know, like yeah. the, the Dublin squad when Dublin were so good would have had a replacement yeah. for the like of Khan whereas now their squad isn't as strength and depth as previous, you know. So like you look at the Dublin full forward line the last day all in all, three fantastic footballers, mm. but no fear factor. Yeah. Like, there's no absolute fear factor going mm. if... Particularly with Mania not there. Yeah. 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 So, like, if you don't have someone, like, you'd always think man marker. If he's not yeah. marking him, who's yeah. going to pick him up? You don't have that fear factor in the Dublin full forward line when when Con's not there. Mm. Do you know? But in the Kerry full forward line, like, you still, like, Ganey, you can put Sean O'Shea in there. These mm. boys all still need tight marking. And yeah. I think... Con is is a bigger loss to Dublin than than Clifford, and it's it's mad to say because you look at how good Clifford is, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think he's just he's huge. He's and like from Kerry's perspective as well, I mean Thomas Sullivan is probably their their most naturally gifted yeah. man marker, you know, and he's obviously brilliant going forward as well, which we've seen in recent weeks kicking scores. And I think he played that pass to Ganey, did he, he in the first half? Pass, it was like, yeah. That was like a Dermot Connolly I'd type. He would have been given out to Ganey then because Ganey yeah. normally finish yeah. it. Yeah, no one talks about it yeah. now. Whereas he got the goal, it probably wasn't a highlight reel. But, you know, if Con is in there, well then Thomas Sullivan is obviously marking him. And I, then don't, others, I he, don't think you, I don't think he'd have the strength for him. Yeah. And I was thinking about that the last year. He's our go-to marker. Yeah. I just don't think... It mightn't he, be the, quite the, yeah. the match that they want. So yeah. I, I'm looking around the Kerry defence. I'm like, who would you put on him? Mm. Like, I think he needed a bit of cover. I was yeah. saying with Dublin now, with Clifford and stuff like that. But um, but if Thomas Sullivan was to go on him, yeah. then obviously that's one less fella that Kerry has in terms yeah. of man-marking. And I would feel that Kerry probably don't have six out-and-out man-markers no. in, or defenders in their in their uh, defensive setup, so um, if Con was out of the picture, that makes life a whole lot easier for their six six backs. You know, when you think about it, walking up to a to man to, to beside your man at, at three twenty five or whatever yeah. next Sunday, if Con's not there, Kerry would absolutely give a boost from. He'd give you a lift, all right. Yeah. And I suppose Con is probably the only question mark in that Dublin team at the moment. It seems fairly set in stone Keen is McCarthy back or like McCarthy is is a huge huge loss he is I, I think too. I think he should be okay for mm. it yeah um, I, absolutely I mean James is, is the captain I think this yeah. year as well and he's you know obviously going for a ninth All-Ireland medal yes, and for people don't, hasn't been much talk about that level of history that he could make as well so um, yeah we saw again during the league he was missing for a lot of the games mm. but as soon as he came back for the Donegal League game you know, uh, he was brilliant and has been for the summer. Um, plus, he gives him that versatility. You know, he can play either wing back, centre back, or midfield. So yeah. there is that rotation if someone's not going that well and Desi wants to move to things around. You know, well, you think another worry for Kerry at the moment is take the injuries out of it. You've everyone available up to number eight. We'll say you have goalies, six backs, and one midfielder, which is Dermot Connor. I think we know that. Mm. We still don't know if Jack Barry's available. Do they go with David from the start and finish with that calming influence for the last 20 minutes? Or do they start David and bring on somebody with more legs like a Jack Barry mm. for the last 20 minutes? And even the forwards, we talk about 
you name them off, Killian Splend, Tony Brazen, Paul Gainey, David, you know, you name off. Kerry don't know their best six forwards. Mm. And I still don't think they know what to do with Paddy Clifford. Yeah, well, I, I think the last day he was kind of there to stop Keegan and Keegan's there to stop him, which was a which was a terrible decision by Mayo. Yeah, I I just think, I think Paddy's role is always a bit, it's loose, mm. it's kind of free. Yeah, link around. man a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but it's not that link man, you, you see it and he doesn't receive many kick passes. Mm. Like, it'd be always something I want him to be further up and receiving that kick pass. A lot of the passes he gets are hand passes. And I think, from a Dublin point of view, it'd be sticking someone like a merchant on him. Yeah. Who'd be stuck to him, but will also make him go the other way. Because mm. Conor Myler did it um, last year. Yeah. And it took him out of the game. And he was like a player of the year contender. Yeah. the semi-final, yeah. You kind of lose a bit of structure with mm. it as well. And I think if you play him on, a, on the wing... It's very. It can be a restricted role, and it doesn't yeah. suit him. So I still think Kerry are trying to find that balance right, which isn't ideal going into a semi final against a very strong Dublin team. So I, I'd have reservations there. Yeah, and like, would you name him in the full four line? But he comes out as opposed that, that, to playing him at eleven because Sean O'Shea. Yeah, at that's yeah. that's kind of what yeah. they've been playing, it. and it's kind of a case of well, Sean is one of the best centre forwards in the game at the moment. Yeah, they don't want to disrupt. You don't his interfere. Game. Is no, game, yeah. Yeah. and then it is a case of. If you play him at 15, he comes out, you're losing a bit of structure. Kerry often lack the extra bodies inside. It tends to be David in there in his own a lot. Yeah. Which I think reduces your chances of goals. They haven't got a whole pile of goals this year, Kerry. Mm. Um, because the players are too far out the field. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that there's a, still a lot of question marks for Kerry, Keane. Um, what way they're going to go? Do you bring in an Adrian plan? I would, personally. Then it's, one place up Stephen O'Brien Darren Mining you bring Paddy to the wing I think it's not an ideal situation for Kerry and they've had no real test No and, and that's the biggest fear they haven't had a test at all like like Dublin's biggest test was we'd say Kildare and they came through it yeah. Division 1 team Kerry haven't really had that like you look at you look at Paddy he is one of them players it's kind of like you can't you can't have him in a regimental wing forward yeah. position up and down on the one side keep your width because kind of he's hard to pick up because I think from looking at him play, he doesn't really know what he's going to do in two moves. Yeah. So his man isn't going to know where he's going to be in in two moves. So he's kind of one of them players that the only place you can play him is either eleven or corner forward coming out. Yeah. So do you have to? Sometimes, sometimes you have a player on the bench and you're like, that lad is way too good to be not playing, but he mightn't just fit the yeah. best six forwards. So that's where. You might have given the balance, maybe. The balance. Yeah. Like, you have to, you're, you're a manager, you're selectors, you're there all year, you need to be able to make them bold calls. And I'm not saying not to play him, I think he's No, you are, you're throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> he's cut. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, sometimes a manager does have to make a hard call to say, look yeah. at, our six forwards play better without Darren O'Sullivan playing. But then other people are looking in going, how is Darren O'Sullivan yeah. playing? Supporters be scratching their heads. Yeah, but, what's going like, on here, you yeah. have to go as how your team plays best not as in the best players because mm. I think Cork back years ago Cork had an abundance of talent back when they won the All-Ireland in 2010 they had too many good like they had forwards mm. on the bench who were scratching your head but mm. they could not get the balance right and that's why they only won one yeah. All-Ireland with talent that is a generational talent that they had then but and managers as well as would be looking at it as well to say who are we starting with for this 
for six forwards and who do we want to finish the game with yeah. as well and probably that comes into David Moran yeah. to your point a couple of minutes ago like is David Moran going to last 75 minutes in Croke Park against the Dublin midfield mm. of Fenton probably not so do you want David for the first 50 minutes or do you maybe say you're coming on at half time and we're going to get 30, 40 minutes of really good stuff out yeah. of you because you've made such great strides in the last few weeks you know I think 75 minutes for David this Sunday is would be a big ask. big ask and the last thing you want is a guy going into the game feeling that he's going to have to pace himself at certain stages yeah. and I'm going to take a breather after 20 minutes for a few minutes to get to half time or whatever so I mean they have legs obviously there with Jack Barry and they have else, they know. have options but it's about yeah. getting that balance right and mm. I just find at the moment Kerry we don't know it and Kerry from looking from the outside they don't seem to know that balance and there is still a lot of question marks which look obviously that the Dubs don't know what Kerry are going to do either. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of game. Yeah, Cotton and else, like, like Dermot Connolly was that player for a number of, last number of years as well. Where you're like, how is he not starting? He's people were saying he was the best ever, and he was this, and he was that, but he didn't fit the system that Jim Gavin had, and it was very mm. structured and disciplined. Yeah, and he didn't fit. Now Kerry don't have that discipline structure yet, but it could be a case of, are we playing? to finish with our strongest 15 or are we starting with it yeah. so there's a lot of questions from a Kerry point of view I think. and you can't start six scoring forwards either you know what I mean you probably only need four you know centre forward and the other three up front 10 and 12 in generally are the more workmen like mm. if they could pick a score great or if they win a couple of frees scoreable fine so you need to just to, to you just need to get that balance right and I think probably when it, once you get into the latter stages of the championship, the bigger the game is, you're probably going to naturally tend to be a bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit of a fear a there. Of, you yeah. know, I don't want to be going out. And and like you always have the scoring forwards to come in if they mm-hmm. if needs be. So you'd probably prefer to have them on the bench to bring them on and just try and keep it a little bit more compact. But there's you know? there's some players can't get their head around coming off the bench either. Yeah. There's some players that come on and go, in a panic going I have to get on the scoreboard here I have to do this and then next of all they've two wides kicked and the groan comes from the crowd and then it's kind of like yeah. you're in your own head then you're like oh, you might want the ball then yeah, you're trying to get the other way yeah, yeah. And you know? the thing is I always felt with coming off the bench I never once thought about scoring I just wanted to get hands on the ball yeah. I just yeah. felt that if you get hands on the ball you're involved Yeah, and everything else falls into place after that so it was get your first touch of the ball and don't lose it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. simple hand pass, give and go. And it is a mindset and you have to get over it at this point. Everyone wants to start. Mm. Um, I still think, I think Paddy will be on. I think he will oh, be in that yeah. number 15 role coming yeah. out. But I think if David Clifford and Paul Gain are to start, line, yeah. they'll obviously be the first in. If, I think if Paddy can get that role or Shawnee, one of them between the 21 and the 45 and the other one between the 45 and the 65 that you have your two links. Yeah. See, Shani O'Shea works so hard as well. Like Too hard. You were saying there, like the two wing forwards is your workers mm. and your three inside men and your centre forwards mm. are scorers. Kerry don't have that at the minute. They've Paddy Clifford coming out and he's back in your half-back line. You have your two wing forwards coming out in half-back line and then Shani is probably midfield to half-back working. So he's, then He's a kick-out option probably. Yeah, yeah. so your transition yeah, yeah. then is, is, is scuppered <clears throat> straight away because... And Paul Ganey was very good the last day. He was coming out being that ball winner but that... My arm, you're leaving David inside on his own. Yeah. Like, that's a no, it's fine if it's one on one. Like, fine if it's you know, one on one. Remember the goal he got in the league final? Yeah, he had like 50, like, it was ridiculous. By yeah. Mayo, the way it was set up, yeah. it was one on one from 50 yards out. But Dublin are not gonna, no, no they're not gonna, gonna leave that. that. That's my thing as well. With why Kerry probably aren't creating more goal chances, 
because when it does get in there, mm. we don't have enough bodies. And that's a hard role to be asking fellas to work all the way back and then get up. Because I always feel that when the ball goes into David, yes, he can do whatever he wants with the ball. Yeah. Um, you very rarely see players running off my pace that he just has to get in his hand and pop it. Yeah. Give him an easy option every now and again. A lot of the time it goes into him and skips. Yeah. Sit back here. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna do like ninety nine times of hundred. Mm. He seems to do something, mm. but just to keep things into, if we could get players further up the field, yeah, it should be an option for Kerry really when you think about it. Because mm. when the ball goes into Clifford, there's going to be with Dublin anyway, second or third player going attracted yeah. to, to Clifford. So that obviously you know frees up a Kerry yeah. forward who be, might be coming in on the blind side. You know, like um, for for a slip pass or whatever mm. that might be the way Con has been doing it for Dublin. So. Um, but you need something to gamble, you know. You can't. You need to time your run so that when the, as soon as the ball is being kicked in, you're gone. Yeah. You know, like a light from 50, 60 yards out, and then you're able to uh, get a, a pass from one and get a goal opportunity. But certainly, Kerry haven't got enough goals so far this no. year. They've they've changed their game plan, Kerry, and they've put a lot of emphasis into defending. Yeah. So like now at the minute, they're getting that bit right. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, they're it, still kicking huge scores. It is Jack's first year back yeah, as well. They're, they're they a work in progress still. They get that set up right, but it's this middle third and and last third. Yeah. The transition is the problem. And look, at you're blessed to have the Clifford in there who can win a ball, kick a score with maybe one or two men on him. But if he's not there, yeah, does your the whole other thing, thing is, change then? We're on about this. Well, they played poorly against Mayo. Still kicked one eighteen. Yeah. yeah, so they are scoring, but it's just one of them ones for goals and. From a Dublin point of view, I think Dublin will be very worried defensively. I don't think, and when, when I was playing against them, I always felt Dublin had the best scramble defence mm. that you could play 60 minutes against your enemy. I go, geez, I don't get a chance to go one on one with him. I don't think they're as quick yeah. reacting anymore. And if you go through all the games, despite them being easy, they conceded quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just looks like it's easier to get a score against yeah. them, whereas maybe two, three, four years ago, it was, Jesus, you had to work for it. Better understanding, score, you know? I think, like the players knew, yeah. they sensed danger quicker. Yeah, and Keanu Sullivan, for yeah. example, I mean, he was just lightning quick in terms of reading the game, but yeah. also his legs in terms of, you know, covering space and, and being that extra. Johnny Cooper's playing that role. He's probably not, I was at the Cork game and I was in the Canal End first, um, so had a good view of it. He probably wasn't getting back in front of the full back line as quicker as mm. maybe, as quick as you'd like. And I think the two man full forward line that Cork had did isolate Dublin a little bit and got a bit of joy out of mm. it. You know, if Cork were obviously more advanced and, and had a better platform around midfield, they could have actually created a couple of goal opportunities. They were a little bit slow in getting the ball in. But I think that's probably an area that Kerry will have identified because Hurley and Sherlock did cause Dublin a few problems. And But like every full back line is vulnerable in my view. You can yeah. put the all-star full back line in Coke Park. Yeah. If you get quick early ball into the guys inside, you know, they don't have to win every ball, but you win a couple of balls and, and there's, there's scoring chances there for you. Yeah, no, I think it'll be interesting. Even the kickout situation, um, will Kerry push up on the Dublin kickout? Will they want him to go long? I just think it's an area, I think Kerry will push up. I think they'll try and force Dublin to go long, hopefully win it long themselves. Yeah. I just think if Kerry can get a foothold on midfield and around the middle. So that, that's why David Moore, in my opinion, has to start. Mm. You know, if they push up and squeeze the kickout, then when the game opens up more, and David's then will say getting fatigued after fifty minutes. Mm. Then you've your legs to come on, yeah. Yeah. and and then the whole game's open yeah. because you're not going to be able to squeeze a kick out for seventy minutes. You know, if you can squeeze the kick out for the first half 
and really put them under pressure. And then next of all, naturally the game opens up. Mm. Yeah. So then shorter kickouts yeah. comes. It's an That's easier kickout, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So then you need your legs. So in my eyes, Dave Moore needs to start because if he has fifty minutes, only bringing him on for as a sub at mm. half time, you're losing fifteen minutes yeah. Yeah. Of, of a of a class footballer. So like he plays and is in constant conversation with whoever the runner is for Kerry, going like, "How are you? Are you good? Keep going." And then next of all, you bring on your runners. I think that'll be a big thing for. For Kerry, because kickouts, you can get at the Dublin kickout mm. more now yeah. than you could have over the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, and even the great man, Cluxton, was able to be got at. So I think Kerry were the best at doing and that. And we would have always targeted the kickout because obviously, just what's the, the phrase, hammer to hammer. Mm. And it was where Dublin started a lot of their moves from. Especially it. if Kerry had a scoreable free because there was a delay there for yeah. to get yourself yeah. set up. Yeah. In open free from football game, it's hard to do that yeah. because, <laughs> you know, not everyone has completely switched in the, switched on the whole time, you know. The other thing with David, I think, as well, is because Tyg fi- Morley might find it harder to drop off in this game because Dublin yeah. play with six forwards. That Dave is another option there. He has that intelligence that he can actually sit back. He knows he's not going to be box to box. Yeah. For... 50, 60, 70 minutes, it'd be a case of David sits back, reads the game. It's an outlet coming out for defenders. Yeah. But he's also able to read the game and intercept play. But um, I just think there's so many questions yeah, from both yeah. teams. And they're both undercooked, really, yeah. aren't they? You know? like, and if they're coming up against maybe a throne or someone who are flying, Kerry you'd be concerned played. about them. But I think there, I think there's a balance there. Yeah. They both are underserved in provincial championships and be both feeling each other out for the first yeah. 10 minutes anyway. so, that's yeah. the thing and like I suppose the only thing they can both say is but none of them can be tired yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's <laughs> definitely a freshness there yeah, yeah. yeah. so it'll be interesting and like that I suppose depending on what the media comes out with uh, if they do any media work or whatever but uh, I don't think they'll be answering many questions but the other semi-final I think is going to be a even as it'd be as intriguing, I think they'll. I think uh, Finian Hanley was talking about it last week about the mirroring, um, and I think the first half could be a case of we'll see what you're doing and we'll yeah. do the same. And I, I find it hard to call um, in terms of well expecting what Derry. Well, I know what Derry will do, but mm. with Galway, will they just try and mirror yeah. what Derry are doing? Yeah, as in what what Donegal did, I suppose, on yeah. Ulster final, and say, okay, there's not going to be a score here for like yeah. ten or twelve minutes. Um, yeah, it's definitely a, a possibility. I mean, Galway were renowned to being very defensive under Kevin Walsh mm. before Pork Joyce, and certainly overly defensive because they never got that transition right. Um, Pork Joyce has sort of abandoned that a little bit and said, look, we, we've we're confident that we've enough scoring forwards here who will yeah. do the damage. Yeah, I think I think it's probably a kamikaze approach if you go to play Derry and say, look, we're just going to play our own game and and you guys have to deal with it. Um, they had that league game earlier in the year. Now that that's, I think Galway got four goals in the first yeah. half up in Derry. Um, the second round, the second last round of the league games, which um is an interesting aspect to it. But yeah, I think from Galway's perspective, coming off such a high of the goal of the Armagh win, they're going to have to be a little bit more conservative because um. The last thing you want to do is play into uh, Derry's hands, and like Monaghan did it, you know, and and mm. they got nothing out of it. And they should have learned from the Tyrone yeah. game because Derry did exactly the same against Monaghan that they did against Tyrone. Um, Clare really bought, played into Derry's hands as well. So I'm sure over the last week, uh, ten days, there's been a lot of strategizing yeah. and conversations going on. And what, what we do, we just play four up front or three up front and have everyone back. So, but they have plenty of options, you know. Um, for me, I don't think Galway have out and out enough good uh, defenders there 
um, to do a job on dairy, so they'll probably need a bit of help. So I think I think Fidian could be right in terms of that it could be a very cagey, conservative uh, first half and, and things mightn't open up maybe until the third quarter. That league game as well, the second last one where Galway got the goal is key. And I remember just going a good bit back when you were Mystic Mackey. Um, you had actually said it, how you thought that they'd not given up on the league, but they were changing their focus to the championship. This is going a way back because you said their energy levels had dropped off for the last couple of league games. And obviously that was yeah, one of the games. Yeah, yeah that, that was one of the big ones. And potentially it was kind of wanted to come in under the radar too, yeah. you know, and, and they've done it really well. I just think Derry, like I, I can't see anything but a Derry win because um, you look at the way Galway struggled to break down Armagh's defensive shield and Armagh kind of only started a defensive shield this year whereas mm. Derry are doing it now two, three years. Mm. Do you know? So it's, 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 it's very intriguing because Galway can really drain the game. You know, they, mm. they can actually be really good to watch and incredibly boring to watch because they don't take that many risks. Do you know? So the first half could be very, very. Oh, man, can we four yeah. three like sort of <laughs> stuff? You know, unfortunately, we're but, not selling this game <laughs> very well. <laughs> but but if it does open up yeah. and they go toe to toe, it has potential to be outrageous. But it's an All Ireland semi final, so you mm. can't. Like you can't see either team doing that, and I think and they don't, they won't care how it how to win it. You know what I mean? Bit. It was like go back to our Ireland semi-final sales yeah. eleven against Donegal. Yeah. It was four two at half time, and Rory Gallagher was there for that semi-final as well. So Rory would happily take a, well, a six five win yeah, on, on Saturday. Like you know, two thousand one since Galway were in a final. 93 since Derry mm. they don't care how they get yeah. there yeah. and it, look it's brilliant that you're going to have someone new in the they just don't care nobody yeah. really remembers it. we no. played in a couple of great semi-finals yeah. Doesn't, yeah, yeah it doesn't could, matter really no it doesn't <laughs> matter day, like, yeah, yeah. there's no concept geez that was a great game because yeah. we were hearing about geez that was a great game no we lost yeah. do you know yeah. I just think oh, I'm just so torn it like Going into the last game, I hadn't seen Galway in so long. Do you know what kind of way mm. the games weren't as fresh? Because I'd seen Armagh. They have the really special forwards up there. They, like, they have a lot of scores from play yeah. spread around their six and forwards. And two midfielders. Yeah, two midfielders. Yeah. Two midfielders yeah. Score. Mm. Well, midfield is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. McDade and Conor Glass and Conroy. Like, mm. The three of them are fighting for two all-star spots. spots. Yeah. Yeah. Three best midfielders probably in they the country. They probably have been... Yeah consistently throughout the league and championship yeah through the year yeah they've been the, the standouts it, it's Galway yeah they've loads of class forwards and knacky forwards but Derry have sticklers cornerback like yeah. they can go man to man well, yeah you know they have the clientele to do that like McKeg Rogers like these boys can pick up anyone yeah do you know what I mean but you also have to look at Derry who have they played Mm. You know, you look at Donegal, right? The bet Donegal, and then Arma hammered Donegal. Yeah. So where were Donegal this year? You know, how good were they? You know, well, and the, then they played a Clare, who were fairly happy to get yeah, to where they who got to. Clare, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. we we don't know. Like, as much as I like Derry and, and how they play, we don't know how good they are because they haven't yeah. been tested yet. But I just, I just think. Ignorance and just passion, it'll, it'll bring Derry through. But it's it's a real tricky one to call because you've probably better class your forwards uh, with Galway, but then you have the yeah, the well, better defence. 
Sean Kelly is a big plus now for yeah, Galway. Huge, no, to be fair. Huge. And McGuigan, yeah. Right yeah, decision. McGuigan, yeah. 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 It's the right decision. He got off the suspension. How mm. it was even a question, we don't know. But if he wasn't there, you'd be there going, who is mm. going to pick up McGuigan? See, well, Galway's defence are ball players. Yeah. yeah. Like they're all comfortable on the ball, whereas I'd prefer to you have a, a cornerback who can't solo the ball. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he's 100%. a dog. Dog, and you'd yeah. be just like your job is there stick to him you batter him and that's it you need yeah. at least three or four dogs in in, in your defence yeah. absolutely um, all the best things and the thing with Derry is you know they obviously are, are renowned for this defensive setup and, and transition out of defence but like they got six goals in the Ulster Championship yeah. you know a mm. lot of first half goals and they get a, they feed off a lot of energy and they got a, a lot of oxygen from that as does Rory Gallagher on the sideline yeah. but then five goals the last like 11 goals in four games is serious going. going and you look at the the goals that Galway conceded the last day I mean it, it was junior B football um, yeah. concession I, of goals high, long high balls that's going to be a worry you know going I mean? in by Galway yeah. But like no one dealt with it. No, yeah. but for 60, 70 minutes the last day, they coped. Oh yeah, they actually yeah they did. Do you know they did well? And yeah. in fairness, they the two wing backs will cut in and make that around the that area around the D sticky and tight and hard to break through. And they'll try and I, I think the key for Galway is frustrate Derry for as long as possible. If they can go in a half time not having conceded a goal. I think they'll grow in confidence. And the same with the Donegal team under Jim McGuinness, with the system that they have, if if Derry start well and build a lead, everything's on Derry's terms mm. then. But if it's the other way around, you know, and Derry actually have to come out of their shell a little bit, well, then it's a different dynamic. But entirely, that's the thing, yeah. Know? I think if Galway can sit in, like, and just mm. make it tight, and, like, if Derry do have to come out, Galway will start picking holes. But if Derry get a, a start, if they get an early goal and the yeah. crowd, we've seen the mm. crowd, we've seen Rory Gallagher, mm. If, I think if Derry get the start, I think Galway will find it very hard. But having said that, if Galway were to get the start and Derry have to come out a bit more out of the system. Yeah, I, I don't know how Derry... Derry are a, a, a counter-attacking team, so they nearly prefer not to have the ball. Yeah. Mm. So how good are they? Have they the players that can break the line yeah. in a blanket defence? They've pace to break the line, obviously, when you're bombing space. out yeah. in the space. But have they a player... Bar McGuigan with the head for that little jukey ball in. Yeah. You want him kicking it in and you want him in there. Yeah. So that's the question they have to ask themselves. Have they them players, whether they're on the bench or not, if the game is going the other way and Galway have sat in, have they players like a real good Sean O'Shea-esque 11 who can thread balls through and unlock a, a blanket defence? If they don't and Galway get ahead, Galway will just sit back and, and frustrate them. So I think Rory has to have a look at potentially what he has on the bench if Galway are ahead who have we got that can change this game because you can run 100 mile an hour into 6 or 7 Galway boys they're just going to turn you over Do you know well, if they're sitting well, what back? if Galway start off with 15 lads inside their 65 and say Derry there you go there's the ball you know <laughs> see what you have <laughs> see yeah. what you have like, could, that, like, that's, that's a question I, I, I don't might think, ask them, you know I don't think Porra Joyce would be afraid to do that. I don't think I, so. I, I think, think he's he, ruthless enough. I yeah, think he yeah. is. I don't think he, like, yeah. is this his second season or third? It's his third. Third, yeah. yeah. I think the first game he came, he said when he took over was, I'm here to win in All-Ireland. And I remember just yeah. kind of going, fair play yeah. to him for saying it, because they were a mile away from, mm. from that. Yeah. Um, but I think another one for Galway is they're Comer and, and Shane Walsh. They need big ones out of him. And they're going to get a lot of abuse. Yeah. Oh, big like, time. Yeah. I, I wouldn't worry as much about Comer for the physical stuff. Mm. I think 
Shane Walsh, I, I really want to see a big one from him. Yeah. Do you know, we've seen all the flair, we've seen this pace, we've seen the skill left and right. I want to see a bit yeah. of a doggedness to him. Mm. And if he can stand up to that, because mm. we've mentioned the Derry backs, he'd, he'd probably be on McKinless or McCaig. Or I'd say McCaig would pick him up and yeah. Rogers would pick up Comer. But like, Rogers will bomb and will Comer be able to go with him or... Will he be passing or someone on? Else, yeah, yeah, someone else know? pass on to, yeah, probably. And that's the thing, because yeah. if he's you doing Comer that, you don't want Comer running with him. No, like, no. Donegal yeah. had Murphy running with him, and like Murphy was gassed, and, gassed yeah, and, yeah. and the game was done. Whereas it should have been run 10 yards and then give him to, to mm. someone else, and, and it'd make it a lot easier. Because then when Rodgers comes back gassed, yeah. Murphy's yeah. full of energy or Comer in this, in this situation. And that's only, I think that's only intelligence and smartness. Like I, That was one thing we talked about as well. You're watching this going on and you're watching Murphy back and forth back and you're like, you yeah. don't want your best player doing that. Heaney no. could maybe drop back. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? He'd yeah. leave his wing back and say, okay, yeah. I'm going to tie It's all about runner, communication you know? yeah. then yeah. as well and understanding and trust in your teammate or whatever. But look, I just think it's going to be incredibly interesting. I think the first half is, it might be as pleasing on the eye as we might mm. like, but I think it is going to be one of them intriguing games yeah. where there'll be a bit of... You won't be able it. to take your and eyes off. Yeah, yeah. neutral, you'll have a bit of a <laughs> chuckle kind of just watching it all unfold. But... Uh, no, I think it's going to be a cracking game, no, in fairness. And uh, I suppose before that, Keen, the big one. Yeah, yeah. Talton Cup final. Two of the best teams in it, Cavan and Westmead. Yeah, look, the, the, definitely Cubs in my eyes, the best two, two, yeah. two yeah, best yeah, teams yeah. in it. Now, look, at you had, like McGee was talking about awfully at the start of the year, and yeah, you, you could have argued the point, but just as their year went, they weren't at the yeah, race as compared yeah. to the other two they're teams. They're still in that kind of Yeah, they're in, the middle, they're in yeah. that middle pile there. Whereas Cavan and me, they'd be very frustrated they're not. Yeah. Like yeah. they'd be looking, both teams would have been looking at Division Armagh two and well. Derry and these teams feeling we're in that mix. Do you yeah. know, we feel we're there. But uh, look at how whenever we ended up in, in the Talchin Cup and we needed to get to the final, we've got there. And now it's it's a big thing for Cavan to win this. Like, and, like for momentum alone to get yourself to yeah. win that and back into where you're supposed to be yeah. is huge for both teams. Mm. But I just for Cav and from from knowing what the boys are putting in, like they are training ridiculous training, as in they're training as much as any of the yeah. top top counties. Do you know, mm. they are putting it in. They're doing everything right. Like the group of men that's there, all in fantastic shape, doing it right. And this will be the the icing on the cake now, just to to win a a big trophy in in Crow it's, Park. It's not a formality for them though. No, 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 like no, West, no definitely like, not. I think there was so much talk about Cavan before it. Mm. Westmead were probably delighted. Yeah. yeah. And they've just gone about their business and like that. They're kicking great score. I actually think it'll be an open game. I, I, I don't think it will. No. Because, like, just, well, Cavan let a good few goal opportunities in against Sligo. Yeah. That's going to be what they're looking at going. Well, Westmead are after banging in a few goals. We have to stop them scoring goals. Like, Westmead are, Westmead are a very transitional mm. team too. Like, they break at a lot of pace. And keep maybe one or two up, you know. So Cavan will be looking at that. They'll probably have two sitting back at times. But I think the biggest uh, part of it is is the middle third because Cavan mm. will press the kick out, and I think the middle third will be will be really exciting. I think there'll be a, a lot of high catching, like mm. you know, you've a Galligan there, Grove McCairn, and you've Canellan. You know, you've a lot yeah. of a lot of fantastic fielders of the ball, like so. But as the game goes, no, no different to the two semi-finals. Mm-hmm. It'll be cagey at the start, but once it opens up, it'll be it'll be a great spectacle because both teams are kicking fantastic scores, yeah, scores yeah. making goal chances. You know, so 
it, it has potential to be a great game, but it'll be a, a cagey one at the start. Anyway, both, both teams te- will be nervous. Yeah, both teams have a lot of very good footballers. They, oh, they really do, and they'll they'll enjoy Crow Park, yeah. and they'll you know they've got that semi final game under their belt where they could express themselves. I thought Cavan were very sloppy the last day against mm. Sligo. I think there was a level of complacency yeah, there. I think that was given that them. they were playing Sligo, and you know, a bit of a formality, and maybe the Cavan crowd didn't travel in the numbers that you would have expected, and certainly that'll change for this Saturday. They might have been. Waiting, uh, holding off a, a couple of weeks, but yeah, there were save money. So, yeah, well, inflation <laughs> and, and diesel costs and stuff like fuel costs and have gone up. The, you know, we use the green in capital. <laughs> 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 um, but like they conceded a lot of goal chances. Like yeah. Sligo could have got five goals, could've. but they missed a lot of goal chances. Like Grode McKiernan had two easy ones from a fellow of his caliber should have put them away. And you know, so there was only a couple of points in it heading towards injury time. I do even though he did felt that yeah. there was inevitability around it. They always felt like they were another gear, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but it was one of them games where I just felt that they always felt that they could they do enough and they just get through it and kick on. They, they won't go into this game feeling like that now. But I was just there thinking like Kevin have the opportunity to click two pieces of silverware in Crow Park in the one year, which is yeah. phenomenal. But even Westmead, the last day getting a win at a big win in Crow Park. I suppose a lot of times they've gone to Crow Park. It's playing Dublin. Yeah. They're not leaving happy. That'll bring a bit of confidence in it. Mm. It's an opportunity to go to, park, go, to, go to Crow Park, win a game and get silver. Yeah. Like the carrot here for both teams oh, it's huge. is huge. Yeah. But was made of the type of team, they're either really good yeah. or really bad. You know, there's never yeah. really an in the middle with them where they're kind of just consistent, kind of tipping along. They're either... Division one or division yeah. four, you know, they just kind of they're that yo-yo sort of a team, and they seem to be coming back yeah. to where they are now. They had a blip in the middle of the the division three league, which probably prevented them from getting up, and that would be a lot of frustration, I'd say, within the camp for that. But like this is them, this is the carrot for them to write in their head, right the wrong. We should have been up in division two. We should have been in the proper yeah. competition, yeah. you know, and now we're. There's our chance to make sure we're there next year that we're not having to play five, six games to yeah. win a league to make sure we're there. Do you know that kind of way? So, like, they, they'll be hungry and, and definitely looking at all the talk of Cavan. Like, Cavan played Donegal, and then everyone mm. was talking about how good Cavan were. And they're nearly too good for the Talton Cup and yeah, stuff and like that. Yeah, that's but question marks yeah, over yeah. Donegal then as well. That's what I mean. Are, like, you know, like so. where were Donegal this year? Like, mm. you, you, Donegal have been kind of gradually getting worse over the last couple of years so like, you just don't know where they were this year but Cavan like they've gone through their business fairly well between League and, and Talchin Cup like they have to be very very happy but it it'll be very disappointing like if they didn't win the game you know they would be looking Westmead have a lot of good forwards, you know. We, we, like we John Heston's been excellent in every yeah, well, game I've all, seen of him. Yeah. He's always been been excellent, probably for the last ten years mm-hmm. or so. Um, very good uh, target man for forward and, and free taker, and gets a lot of scores. But I think they did get something out of the Kildare Championship match, even though they lost it. They were very competitive in that game in the Leinster semi final, and that probably they got a bit of a bounce from mm-hmm. that then into the Talton Cup. But McCartan is a guy that I really like at wing forward. He got a brilliant goal there in one of the earlier rounds, and I think. He got three from play the last day. He's a fella that can cause a lot of damage from wing forward. You have uh, O'Toole, I think, at centre forward. Yeah. Very yeah, lively. Yeah. Great jink. He can mm. create scores, but he also set them up. 
And then I think it was Dolan inside as well, got a yeah. couple of goals. So they have out and out scoring forwards that can cause any team team problems. And like three twenty two the last day is sure. a very high yeah. score to, to get. Um so you know, hopefully it is an open game. I think it'll open up at some stage. But I think the thing about it is a lot of good footballers there who are, you know, probably a lot of Division One standard footballers mm. there amongst both those groups of players. And, and they'll be using this as an opportunity to, to showcase their, their talent, you know. Yeah, they're defensively open, though, too. That's that's yeah. the big problem. That's probably Cavan's problem the last day, mm. whether it was complacency or good play by Sligo. We, we'll never really know. But, like, Offaly got through way too much for Westmead's like to yeah. do. Yeah. You know, and that could have been complacency too because they were eight, nine, ten up. Yeah, in the they first switched half. off a little bit. So yeah. we don't know whether they're good or bad in defence, or whether they just were like games over, mm. keep ourselves ticking over yeah. for the next day. But it'll be. Um, see, it's hard. Like, Are you confident, Kim? Come on now, get I, off the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Uh, I have to be confident because we're playing good football. Yeah. But you can't be overly like, wary if you're playing anyone but Westmead. If someone had a pipped Westmead before it. I would have been a lot more confident, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, look, at we definitely, if we play to the best of our ability, we'll win the game. Yeah. I, I'm fairly confident of that. But then you speak to us, meeting and he'll tell yeah. you the same. But uh, I, I do think we'll win it. Um, we've a good bit of experience there, and and I think the experience of winning the the Division Four game in 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 Crow Park as well, because that was tight. That was tit for tat yeah. against Tipperary as well. And sometimes over the years. We would have lost them tight games, whereas mm. now we're Especially winning. Especially the tip, yeah. where you've yeah. got a record against Exactly, Tipperary. so yeah. it's just kind of one of them things now. I think it's kind of starting to turn a wee bit where we have the mental strength to to keep going when the game nearly seems to be getting away from you, you know. So I, I do tip us. I do tip us to win. Yeah, I go with Calvin just about. Um, I probably would have been more confident of a Calvin win before yeah. the semi-finals, you know, because Calvin weren't great that day. And equally, I probably hadn't seen that level of performance out of Westmead so yeah. far. So I think it is going to be tighter. But I think, yeah, there's only going to be a couple of points in it. I think Calvin just about have um, that bit more experience. You know, obviously, a lot of lads there, all of them pretty much with Ulster Championship medals yeah. two years ago. Three All-Stars in the team still there. Um, all very good footballers. So so I think um, to Keane's point, things the, the, the years just turned for them like well since March um, onwards, and they've been going well. And I think just that little bit more experience and class should, should see them through by a couple of points. Yeah, I think I'd be leaning in that direction now as well. Just just seen a bit more from Kevin this year, and I suppose the experience of winning Ulster not too long ago as well should help them in like that. They won a league title in Crow Park. M- they- matchups will be key now. Mm. Like it's like matchups and. Patrick Lynch and, and yeah. James the Miller, Do you know, like if them boys are kept quiet for Calvin inside, that that's we we want them winning ball and lads coming mm. off the shoulder. If the matchups are good on them, we we could struggle. And likewise, if you take O'Toole out of the game, like maybe Jason McLaughlin keeps him quiet, yeah, he's pulling the strings for them completely. Then Heslin then has to start roaming out coming to get on ball. Yeah. You know, it, so it's Calvin just, probably should put a man mark and defender oh, uh, at centre back, you I, know, I as opposed so, yeah. to Achillean Clark, who, who might be a little bit looser and, yeah. and be looking to get yeah, on ball. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. I think just matchups are a massive part of, of this game. Because no, it'll be it'll be mentally it'll be it'll be very interesting. I just hope that we get the the Derry Galway crowd in early, yeah, for the start, and people yeah. make a 
the only thing with that though there's, unf- there's a big gap between the two matches I was yeah. chatting to my dad about over the weekend we're, we're going in on Saturday so Calvin is at 3 o'clock and of there's an allowance there times. there's extra time and penalties the other matches until half 5 so you know Unfortunately, I, I can't see the, the lower the, the price of the drink. <laughs> <laughs> and then people will be trying to get the Westlife over on the Aviva as well. So. <laughs> ah, you need a bit of both. Like. A bit of both, yeah. Put Westlife on the loudspeakers. <laughs> yeah, big screen. But the other time as well, this time of year, it's always kind of tuxedo season as well. And there are a few names shouting out for the All Stars already. Um, Eden Rafferty, I'd say, has goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, see. A lot can change. A lot can change. You can, you can yeah. win and lose an All Star in a semi final or a final. Surely he can't lose it now. He's he can't. No, well, but he like, can be bypassed. He can be yeah. bypassed. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like if you if you have a keeper in All Ireland final saves two penalties. Mm. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, then you're kind of like well, he has to get it. Like, but have yeah. you any have you any player now that you'd be saying dead cert? Rian O'Neill for me, I think. Well, I think if Rafferty gets it, you're not going to get two from a man from no. a quarterfinal. I'd have Rian O'Neill ahead of Rafferty. I think Rafferty's been brilliant and obviously coming out of the ball. But I would did, never say a forward is guaranteed if they're out before a semi-final. Yeah. Like, I'm 2019, Stephen O'Brien for me was... He was up for player of the year. Player of the year. Yeah, and he had, a, head, yeah. he had a poor final. Mm. And well, I wouldn't even say poor. He was no. quiet in the yeah. final and he didn't even get an all-star. And he was in the top three going into it. there. Yeah. How are the fellas who aren't playing... Yeah. passed him out it didn't make they're, sense they're, to me they're getting penalised by having yeah. and actually after, the toughest match of the year yeah. as well you know so, yeah. so I like, get all that yeah. I always found it like I genuinely thought he was player of the year that year yeah. I thought he was yeah. outstanding I thought he was brilliant his too, two quietest game were the he final. deserved an all yeah. yeah. and he went from being in the top three conversation mm. to not in the mm. six but you, you look at uh, even with a forward there you've Conor Glass mm. who's in my eyes a cert and then you have McDade and Conroy Right, and that's not taking into consideration any Kerry mm. or Dublin, or Dublin, Dublin midfielders, yeah. right? So the way they do it in general is one slides into the half forward line and then mm. you have a forward miss out or one slides to a half back line and a half back misses out. Do you know? So Well, it depends on the player a little bit as well. Like, I don't think, uh, in terms of credibility, you, you can't slide glass into wing forward no. or, the, well, in my view. <laughs> Brian you know. Howard played wing forward and got a, an all star centre back. Yeah, he was playing a role though in terms of dropping back and at times wasn't like an extra centre-back because I think Johnny Cooper was sweeping behind that Don't as well. Don't have to defend him now. No, I know, I know. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. Well, like The argument is the, they do, the best 15 they players do, in the country yeah. or do you give a bit of leeway? I think with Rian O'Neill, you know, there's six forwards up for grabs, spots up for grabs, so you probably can accommodate him. The a thing is, the goalkeeper like, you can't. let's say, for example, if Dublin win the next year, Conor Callum plays semi-final and final, mm-hmm. I'm just assuming he's going to have good games. He goes in there. Yeah. If Kerry win the semi-final and get to a final, David Clifford, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. he goes straight in. Do you know? Yeah. So, there are fellas, if Galway get to a final, you're looking at Shane Walsh being a cert. Mm-hmm. But then you have Finner, like, does... You have McGuigan from Derry. Derry. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's a cert. Like, he's a cert now. We have about yeah, 32 certs. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what Keane's right. Like a lot of All Stars are won or lost. One or lost semi final final. So I always yeah, find it like yeah. you just we'll know a lot more Sunday nights, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but of teams that have already gone out of the championship, you know, Claire won't Sexton was probably their best player this year. Clearly um, had a very good quarter final, even though Yeah, yeah. And, and Malone's very good as well. Um I think with Cork they're not gonna obviously get an All Star um, Well like Potter had a Potter had a, definitely get a nomination. Definitely get a nomination. I think I think the bulk you know? of them is gonna be 
your your semi finalists yeah. in general. That's the yeah. way. Like in general, you, well, like, you look at Mayo. Lee Keegan was still doing the business. Yeah, all like, but they champion. won't get announced there. They won't. They'll get a few nominations. I think. I think like, Keegan might, will get the Keegan, most nominations. Keegan might be far to get away. I yeah. I think Keegan could slip in there. Mm. I, don't I think, think so. he could. I don't think so. No, I think there'll be enough. I think there's enough minutes to be depends. played. Depends. It depends if matches. these are very high scoring semi finals. Yeah. You know, backs to come out of there. There's loads of space Tom, for the forwards. I think and Tom no Sullivan for the backs. I think Tom Sullivan is probably in there. Oh, he will unless he has a. Moment, I think. Yeah. He, I think he's he a player of the year contender at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Uh, Just don't believe too much. <laughs> Uh, but I think Armagh will get probably a few nominations out of the four teams that lost the uh, yeah. quarterfinals. Yeah. You know, like that. Oh, they, were the, they were the most exciting team to watch yeah. by, yeah. by far. Like, like Campbell, like got a Grugan for me, Grugan I was thought brilliant as well. Yeah. Was brilliant. Like I, like Ryan O'Neill is getting all the headlines, but I would have nearly put Grugan ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. No, like Grugan, he, he was good in every single game. Like Ryan O'Neill, right? He stepped up brilliantly against against Galway, but. There was games where he was quite quiet, but he would always be, he'd have a tiger and someone hanging yeah, out of him where yeah. Grugan wasn't going to have that. So that kind of gives him the better yeah. chance of, of playing well. It's just, look at the Charlie clutch, the clutch back. kick yeah. as well for Ian O'Neill puts him, yeah. puts him in the, in, in the, in the headlines, you yeah. know, so, and that's kind of a huge thing. It's a good job we're not picking it anyway. Yeah, but in fairness, I, I, I've sat in on All-Star Committee meetings before and I've said it like the, the extra journalists do a huge, huge amount yeah. of work. They bring a lot of stats and a lot of information to those meetings and it's very transparent and like it's, it's really good, healthy conversations that are had. And I know it never, um, you're never going to please everyone. Um, and the obvious thing then when an all-star team is announced saying ABC should have got an all-star but then who do you take out you know yeah. people aren't very forthcoming the, with who the they interesting take out the thing team. is like you can actually pick quite a few from Derry and Galway who'd say either they'll be in the conversation yeah. or they'll get it from Derry or from Kerry in Dublin Tom Sullivan is probably the only one yeah like obviously you'll always have fellas in the conversation but they haven't hit they haven't no, had to hit the they haven't, yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. which is unfortunate it's un- not unfair yeah. like, but it's that's the downside as well people say they have an easy run but they play, like, they've, they've had nothing to do like but see you have players there I think was it against Cork I think Sean O'Shea kicked 11 12 yeah. points mm. you know if that was in a game against Armagh yeah. you'd be raving about them mm. but it's a game they were expected to win mm. and then it's kind of like Ah, sure, look at he, he was expected so, to score them. Like. There's been so many games since then, not for Kerry, Kerry have played nothing, but there's been so many other games, you'd forget about it. Yeah. Do you yeah. know, like Kerry have actually played very little football. Yeah. Like if if Kerry or Dublin or whoever's betting that match, they potentially could have one or two All-Stars max because yeah. you just don't know yeah. what they've had to offer. Mm. And then you have a team full of, you could have a few from quarter finals then because you're not taking with the layout of the season team. you actually mightn't have it as dominated anymore yeah. do you know yeah. before which is like, a good thing yeah, yeah like yeah. The, before like Dublin could win the all you could have 10 yeah and you're yeah. going there's no way there was only 5 other good do you know yeah. but because they were the teams playing and you'd forget about the other games because they were so long ago whereas it's mm. so condensed a lot of the good performances are yeah. still fresh in their yeah. Fresh in their but like yeah. like Kieran Kilkenny for me has probably been Dublin's best player yeah. and Sorry, like 8 out of 10 for yeah. all the matches but there's no you know standout moments mm. there because Dublin have won the game so easily but you know? he's and just it's not been doing fault. the right thing yeah. do you know it seems yeah. simple but just yeah. doing the right thing when and they need a score he chips him yeah. yeah do you know it's so normal for him you don't even yeah. He's doing it for so Take long. It for granted, yeah. Nearly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kilkenny got three points. Was he quiet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll know, we'll know a lot more yeah. now this weekend. 
But that's all we have time for today. I'm about to be joined by Lee Costello. So I want to give a big thanks to Kian Mackey and Barry Cahill. And hopefully next week we'll have a happy Kerry man and a happy Kevin man. Sorry, Barry. <laughs> we'll see. And I'm delighted now to be joined by the man of the hour. <laughs> Great to have you back, Lee Costello. How's the farm, my man? It's good, man. It's good. It's good to be back. Uh, I was a little apprehensive at the start because I thought being on the show meant I might have to do the skills challenge. But then after seeing you guys do it, <laughs> I realise I'm actually not that far away from county level, obviously. <laughs> no, no. Like, well, we're has been, so that's our excuse. Oh, I've never been then, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but you're coming with lots of news and mm-hmm. managerial changes. Um, yeah, it's that time of the year. Just um, I suppose the big news last week was that James Warren stepping away from Mayo for the second time. Mm. Um, sort of how you look at his reign there is sort of the question. I mean, he never got over the line in terms of the Holy Grail, the All-Ireland, but you have to say it was probably successful in different terms. You know, when you look at 2010, they just got beat by Slego and Longford. Mm-hmm. And if you had to ask Mayo fans then that they would be spending the next decade, you know, an umpteenth amount of semi-finals and finals and the classics in Croke Park, that it took your arm off for it, you know, mm-hmm. and that, a lot of that's down to James Horn. But, you have to say it's sort of his convictions in the style of football is like the rise and fall of that Mayo team. Um, his conviction in that like everything's 100 miles an hour. Uh, it's all, you know, gas, no brakes. And, yeah. and that's just the way we do it. It created a real resilience in all the players. They knew their role to the T and they always relied on it. And then they always, it's why they always came out back from the dead so many times. But when they came up against a person or like a manager who was, prepared to prepare for them if that makes sense yeah. like a Kevin Walsh or Jim McGuinness someone who didn't mind sacrificing a little bit of their own plan to nullify them send them down blind alleyways make them shoot from range then they had no plan B, C or D and then it's just that yeah. always felt like the difference in terms of never getting over the line but overall you have to say like James Warren's the reason Mayo are in such a prosperous position so overall a, a successful career Yeah I think it was it, it's just a pity that there will be a couple of there are always yeah. ifs and buts when you don't get over the lines it's maybe we should have done this or should we have tried that and look we're all experts like I suppose he was trying to play it to the strength of the players he had and to be fair he got the best out of an awful lot of lads and another on another day yeah. they could have come away with a few all learners but like that he had a, he was very successful I'm sure all the boys that played under him would have enjoyed it immensely as well and look like you said the Mayo fans have had a great 10 or 11 yeah, years I, I think time will look back on him fondly you know maybe at the minute just because a lot of fans weren't convinced I think they were very hurt after the Tyrone loss yeah. last season you know because that really felt like the one and they all felt like the one at the time but just because it wasn't Dublin and they yeah. finally broke that Dublin mould and it was them that ended that Dublin yeah. era dominance as much as Tyrone went on to win the all Ireland, which was you know, fitting really I suppose yeah it was you know because they'd lost to them so many times and it was good that he was at the helm when that happened but yeah not getting over the lane and it sort of ended in a whimper was a bit was a bit disappointing. Yeah, and I suppose Seamus McEnany stepped down from Monaghan for a second time as well. Yeah, very similar situation in the sense that it was his second stint in charge. Um, he also never really reached the Holy Grail. Although James Horan was going for All-Irelands, he was really going for an Ulster title. Mm. He helped Monaghan get to their first ever final in 2007, like 19-year wait or since their last final before then. He got them again in 2010 and then last season in 2021. Um, but never quite got over the line, yeah. just that same sort of story. Um, all three finals were against Drones. Drones a bit of a bogey team for them. 
kind of like you actually. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. That's why you're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Managed to slip in a pro own thing there. It's, it was going to be difficult given how poor we've been this season, but yeah, it and I was trying to keep them out of the conversation, <laughs> but you're sounding like that. Um, but no, he, he's successful in different terms. In terms of like keeping them consistently uh, in Division One, mm. like that surviving Division One this year is huge because Massive. it means whoever comes in now. You know, it, it's a much more appealing and attractive job taking that Monaghan job right now. If you looked at Derry a few years ago, Rory Geller, and like the the progress he's made, that was a much bigger, tougher, longer-looking task than Monaghan now. You know, they're a lot closer. So if they get the right person in, then McEnany's legacy could sort of be, he'd put the team in a position where they could push on. Yeah, and I suppose, uh, what do we call it? The elephant in the room. <laughs> Something we've... We'll probably be done with it now after this. Uh, Tiernan Kelly, um, uh, he got a suspension. He's not appealing. It's 24 weeks, um, which is a long ban. Um, what are your own thoughts on it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Set that up nicely yeah. without saying anything yourself. Um, it's because it's, well, it's interesting because it's not really a ban. It's a long time, a long period yeah. of time. But he's not playing for Armagh in that period of time, you know. And like a, a lot of people are coming out and speaking out for him in terms of, you know, he was being vilified on social media and trialed by social media and, and fair enough, like he shouldn't be because he did something wrong on a football pitch so he should be punished on a, punished on a football pitch but he's not even getting that really because it's a six-month ban eff- effectively um, but by the end of January he's free to play again and then that's really when the league starts and then I'm pretty sure he's recovering from what's a pretty serious injury so he'll be using that time to rehab and, all, and it just isn't a punishment at all and although he shouldn't be vilified or trialed by social media and all of that he also shouldn't just get away with it, you know, because mm. we were all talking about how wrong it was at the time because it was such a horrible thing to do. And I don't know, it just looks at the joke that is the GAA disciplinary system. Yeah, I, I kind of I agree with you for a change. Um, <laughs> I just found, if, even if he isn't injured, I actually found it funny that the team getting punished are his club. Yeah. Um, and my understanding was, my, well, what I was thinking was the ban should come in First January when the inter-county season starts. Yeah. So I'm not sure, is he back from his injury? But it would be a case if he goes back, he plays for his club. Hopefully they have a successful year, he plays well. And the punishment then will be, yeah, you've done the business there, you're, but you can't perform for Armagh yeah. and Armagh losing a good player. That would have been the punishment for me. So I've no problem with the six months. Look, it was awful, blah, 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 move on. But the timing of the suspension. Yeah, strange. It, I just don't think, like you said, if he's injured, it's not affecting anyone. No. That's it. Exactly. I mean, and I, I sort of compared it earlier to like um, a, the boxer Canelo. You yeah. know, he, he was caught on steroids and they hit him with a big six month ban, but he only ever fights once a year. And then he used that six month ban to get surgery on his knee and came back like two weeks after his ban effectively to fight. Mm. He was allowed to train that entire time. And, you know, he didn't lose out at all. Like so. And everyone talks about the disciplinary system there being a complete like corrupt yeah. and a joke and stuff. So in terms of the GAA, they, re- they really need to get a handle on it because you're saying that we're never going to talk about this again maybe after today. But we will because something like this will happen again because mm. there's no consequence. So they'll just keep on sort of erupting and players are going to continue to sort of get away with this behaviour, mm. you know, because it's it's high-level competition. People lose the run of themselves sometimes. But especially if there's no concrete consequences at the end of it, then why wouldn't you? No, and like, like I think you're hitting the nail on the head. They do, like I think the punishment... Time-wise, is tis fine, yeah, mm-hmm. looked as long and next person does it, it has to get the same or worse. But it's about, you know, you may give six months or three months or two months, but it has to be in the season of yeah. the team you're playing with. Like, So I just found it funny that you give a fella a six-month ban and the only per- 
team it's affecting is his club team. Yeah, they've done nothing. Done nothing, yeah. Do you know, so, look, it is a strange one, I suppose. Look, we, look, he did get vilified in social media, no one wants that, but look, it was it was one of them things, he'll live to regret it, he'll move on, he'll he'll learn from it, hopefully, and um, I'm sure we'll see him back, hopefully, at some stage with our man um, in the future, but, that's all we have time for today. It was actually great having you back. Thanks, Missed Barry. having you around the place. A uh, big thanks to Barry Cahill and Keen Mackey for joining me as well today. And I'm looking forward to next week where we'll be reviewing the All Ireland semi finals and Telting Cup final. And fingers crossed for a Kerry win. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. The final whistle is all over. Jim Gowan, Jason Sherlock, embrace. Dublin are the history makers. Today, Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. O'Sullivan, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What about that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Give him a goal. It's high. It's over. Will he ever get a more vital one than that? The transition talk. I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think it acts?